Hello, my name is Bobby George, and I'm from the Bondec Montessori. And today we are joined with Charlotte Wood. Hi. Oh, hi, Charlotte. It's been a while, and I'm sure some of our listeners would are kind of missing your voice. Wondering what happened to us. <laughs> Wondering what happened to us. <laughs> we promised that we'd take the summer off and put everything on pause, but we just couldn't help ourselves. Right. So here we are, and we're hoping to have a conversation on loosely how to become a Montessori teacher or what it means to become a Montessori teacher in the culture that um, uh, surrounds that. Um, so I thought today that we'd start by maybe, Miss Wood, you can give a little biographical information as a segue into how you became a teacher. And I think uh, you have a unique position in that you were also a Montessori student. Yeah. Um, my um, intention was never to become a teacher. I didn't um, do my undergrad in um, education. Um, I had no plans to become a teacher. Um, but I was a... Um, a Montessori student through um, the elementary program. So um, I um, finished Montessori elementary at age 12, and then I went to seventh grade. And the rest of my um, education in um, the traditional system. So um, I guess in that sense, um, the, the teaching became me um, because I had been a Montessori student, um, I had, um, unbeknownst to me, always been encouraged to help others along the way. Um, and to, um, once I know something, being able to, to teach others. Um, and I found that I was doing that in high school and in college, um, in math class often because math is so accessible in a Montessori classroom. Um, it continued to be accessible for me. Um, you're just showing off. <laughs> I can do math. <laughs> um, some of us can't. Right. <laughs> um, and, um, so then after I graduated from my, um, undergrad program and, um, went out into the real world to try to find a job, I found that I was still doing teaching type things, even if that was not the intention of the job I was in. And so, um, I knew if I was going to teach, um, it needed to be at a Montessori, um, at a Montessori school. Um, and that was kind of in the back of my mind, um, in moving to Portland is the accessibility of the training center there. Um, so things kind of came together in a nice way and I ended up, um, becoming a Montessori teacher. At Bondek, thankfully. At Bondek, yes. right? So June and I, there's one thing that June and I always hear, especially in terms of Montessori schools, is it is so hard to find the right people to join your organization. Mm -hmm. And so what do you think it is that um, specifically about the culture of Montessori that requires, I would even say, like a different kind of teacher, a, a different mindset to the profession? Um, well, I think that there are two things at play. First is the, the difference of a Montessori teacher and all that that entails, um, is that I knew many people who, um, in my training and in other trainings who did not start out with backgrounds in education. Um, and the ones who did have backgrounds in education didn't be decide to become Montessori teachers because the traditional, um, program was working for them. Um, so, um, these are, um, mostly individuals who um, have um, some unsatisfaction with um, traditional education. 
um, and so are looking for um, being able to make a change in the world, um, but in, a, in an effective way. Um, and so um, I think a lot of people don't think they want to be Montessori teachers because they think they don't want to be teachers. Um, they don't want to make a contribution to the world in the same way they felt they were taught. Um, but here at Bondec, we have um, a variety of people. We have designers and um, people who have started their own businesses, um, people with backgrounds in architecture and philosophy and, yeah. and religion who are all teaching. Um, Can I jump in real quick yeah. here? Because um, uh, I've been reading this thing, and not to bore everybody with the details, but uh, uh, Nietzsche uh, wrote a, a series of lectures called On the Future of Our Educational Institutions. And this was in 1872. And at the time, they were experiencing this rift between this uh, the specialist camp, which, is, which was focusing on sciences, and kind of what became known as the humanities, which focused on you know uh, maybe the Renaissance version of education. And he makes this really wonderful point, which piggybacks what you just said. There's a quote. He said, just think of the innumerable crowd of teachers who, in all good faith, have assimilated the system of education which has prevailed up to the present, that they may cheerfully and without overmuch deliberation carry it further on and so it's exactly your point about the system it, um, t t teachers that are students that they don't become teachers because they don't identify with the system but yeah. if the system is different then the teacher will be different yeah well and um what we do is so broad and what you do in university is so specialized but um the best teachers i had in university were passionate about their field. They didn't go to an education school and then figure out, oh, I want to teach physics or I want to teach voice. They were um, passionate physicists and accomplished musicians and um, then wanted to um, inspire others with that same kind of passion. Um, Would it be fair to say, to, to extend this, is that uh, Montessori students become Renaissance learners? That, yeah. you know, of course they can become specialists, but they have more of a mindset that's cross-disciplinary in nature or yeah. collaborative in spirit. Well, and I think that the the Renaissance component is not just everything, but they're passionate about mm. what they're learning and really want to investigate further. Yeah, that's a really great point. Well, and in conjunction with your other, with your original question, um, I think part of the reason why it's so hard to find good teachers and that that every school says that is because um, of the unique flavor of each individual Montessori school. Yeah. You know, somebody who's a really good fit here might not um, be a good fit in another school. Um, and just the same way families are looking for uh, different types of environments for their children, even within Montessori schools, is if this is the right fit for your family, same question, is this the right fit for an individual teacher? So super hard question, and I know there's not a right answer after what you just said, but what are the characteristics of a Bondec teacher in your mind? Um, not to put you on the spot. Uh, I think that there is a, um, a strong sense of individualism and that um, <laughs> we're, um, we're all... Um, really um, different from, from one another, and we're not um, cookie cutters of, um, 
of all the same um, all the same qualities. Um, we have a variety of backgrounds and a variety of interests, um, but we're all brought together by our passion for this work. Um, and um, we take a lot of pride in our work and we um, feel like we feel responsibility for what we contribute um, to our classrooms and to the school as a whole. Um, but we're also very collaborative and um, rely on one another um, for um, for advice or for um, sometimes empathy because we're so um, involved in one another's lives. Um, we feel like we can rely on each other. Um, so we're, we know how we are stronger as a team. Um, we all feel like we do have something unique to contribute. Yeah, awesome, wonderful. You should work at Bundit. Um, why, thank you. <laughs> I accept. Great. So uh, what, what advice would you have for uh, people that are looking to get into Montessori? Keeping in mind, like, the specific, the unique cultures of, of each Montessori school, mm -hmm. what kind of mindset would you recommend those people have when they approach a school? Or the school approaches them? Sure. Um, if, um, if we're trying to develop um, lifelong learners, um, we should be lifelong learners ourselves. And so um, one cannot expect to be successful um, a successful Montessorian if um, they think they know everything <laughs> and if they um, think that um, once you've completed the training then that's all you'll ever need in order to be a Montessori teacher because um, that is only the beginning your first year in the classroom or your 50th year in the classroom um, there is always something to learn um, the children are teaching you and your colleagues are teaching you um, but only if you're open to it. Yeah. I got in this most wonderful conversation the other day with a dear friend about how the age of certainty is over, mm -hmm. how the age of masters and disciples is at an end. And the, the th of course, there's always going to be masters and, and disciples, but, but that system of thinking is different. And one of the appeals for us about Montessori is every student becomes an apprentice. Mm -hmm. They become an apprentice to their own life passion of what it means to learn. Mm -hmm. And whenever someone... This is a gross generalization, but whenever someone adopts that position of cer certainty, uncertainty creeps in. Yeah. But if you can be open to the new, magical things can happen. Yeah. Well, and we have um, the master and disciple is um, alive and well in the Montessori classroom, um, but the roles are constantly being um, fluctuated, and um, each each child is at once um, a master to another and a master for, for the adults to learn from, um, but um, also a disciple of, um, to, their, to their next development and to the older children at, um, in the classroom with them. Yeah. There's a, not to get too abstract, but there's a um, these wonderful French philosophers named uh, Gilles Deleuze and Félix Gautry, and they present a historic or classical image of thought, and the metaphor they use is a tree. So you have uh, a concept that is essentially the tree, and the branches are the things associated with the concept. Uh, and when that tree gets a disease or, or gets cut, the whole tree dies. The concept itself dies. And they propose uh, a different model of thinking, which they call rhizomatic or rhizomes, which is the roots that are subterraneanly spread out underneath underneath the ground. And when those get cut off, they 
they seek out new connections. And for us, one one of the things is that Montessori always seems like the students are striving for these new connections, trying to make uh, these new sparks to to keep them going and keep them interested and in, in following their life. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thank you for joining me this Wood. Thank you. It was nice to, to chat again. Right. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll be in touch soon.